Back here in the New Orleans Saints podcast, presented by Seat Geek. Very pleased to be joined by ESPN's own Mike Triplett, our first guest of the new season. You should feel honored. I am, especially with that strong, very, that, you know, the delivery on that. Very, very happy to be here. Um, and you brought me out on Jameis Winston Day. This was, a, like, all good news to talk about practice days. This was an exciting one today. We are four practices in. Uh, just your initial thoughts. I can tell you one thing, uh, Mike. We, we've seen a lot of faces in a very short amount of time. Yeah, don't don't quiz me on this roster. If that's what you brought me here to do, then I need to walk away right now. But um, look, there, it's like no other Saints camp that I've covered in a long, long time. It used to be you go to project that 53-man roster and you had 47 names written in ink. Uh, and it's a hard roster to make this year. Unfortunately, they because of the salary cap, uh, primarily, uh, they had to leave a lot of roster openings in the starting lineup and certainly in the two deep. Um, so we are very much watching that quarterback battle, but we're also trying to project really about eight new starting jobs this year, uh, and so we're going to see a rotation of players. It's kind of difficult to evaluate right now. Obviously, we're out here watching, but since the pads have not right. been put on yet, especially on the defensive side of the ball, it's a little bit more difficult to evaluate, but I think tomorrow is going to be very important, uh, meaning pads will be put on for the first time and then we'll get a better idea of what we're seeing you get a little more i mean yeah uh, look whether we admit it or not all of us in the media make so many more observations about quarterbacks receivers and dbs uh you know than we do anything that's going on in the interior now we like to watch the one-on-one pass rush battles we'll finally get to start seeing those tomorrow um, you get to see if someone like a Peyton Turner is consistently getting in the backfield. As of now, we're saying, oh, I think Carl Granderson had two sacks, but what is a sack? A sack is he was in, he was within a couple of yards of the quarterback. But uh, um, So we, we evaluate the passing game a lot more, but that, that just happens to work out because we're evaluating the quarterbacks, the receivers, and the cornerbacks, I think, more than – I mean, we've got the magnifying glass on those three positions more than any other. It is the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek. We're talking with ESPN's Mike Triplett after day four of Saints training camp. Okay, Captain Obvious here, quarterback battle. That's been the main topic in the offseason. What have you seen so far? Again, I, I mean, just, again, four practices in. I think we've seen a little, a little of, I think we've seen good from both quarterbacks when you're talking about Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill. Yeah, look, I've really been impressed by Winston. Um, not a super stellar day on Saturday, but every other practice has been good. And today it was almost borderline, you know, phenomenal. Um, hit on a couple of the deep balls, thanks in large part to Marcus Calloway extending his fingertips. But the quick, decisive throws, I know we're making too much of this. Sean Payton even made fun of my question the other day. He said, you guys are going to write an article every time they check down to the running backs. But it's true. Um, and he's making those checkdowns. He's not just trying to hit home runs. Hasn't turned the ball over yet in practice through four days while still being aggressive, but, you know, also checking down Adam Troutman, getting the ball in Alvin Kamara's hands, uh, getting the ball in Kamara's hands down the field. So it, it's everything you hoped you would see through four days, but you're right. We have not yet seen um, the red zone drill. We haven't seen the third down drill. We haven't seen the hurry-up drill. We haven't seen live guys trying to hit them while they're throwing, which will come in the preseason games. So way, way more to go. But I think it's a reminder that – the cupboard is not completely bare at quarterback. There's two talented guys competing for this job. And I know it's early. I know it's four practices in. I know we have not uh, had any pads on yet. But kind of 
talked about it today with Marshawn Lattimore after you, uh, when he addressed the media. There still has not been a turnover. Yeah. There has not been an interception. I don't care if you're doing seven on seven or you're throwing it to nobody. That's pretty rare this many practices in. It is. First of all, though, I will say it is not Marshawn Lattimore's fault because I, I made a note earlier today. He's having a stellar camp, and he's kind of Well, he's known, not worried either. He's been – yeah, exactly. He's been known for some slow starts to camp, admittedly, in the past. Uh, nothing is getting by Lattimore so far in this camp. He's rejecting everything that's coming his way, so a great start from him. But also, like I said, the first three days was a lot of base install. Mm-hmm. We've just had nickel for the last two sessions. And up until today, they were only throwing like six, seven passes per practice. Today they threw, you know, at least double that. Um, so it was good that they got away with no turnovers today. But once we start getting in those two-minute hurry-up drills where they're trying to move down the field once we're doing nothing but third down work, we're going to see the defense have some of those wins, I think, pretty soon. <laughs> I think everybody's ready for pads, uh, which, again, will be tomorrow here at the facility. Again, talking with Mike Triplett here on the New Orleans Saints podcast. Um, you know, wide receiver's been another topic. And, and along the lines of the no turnovers, we really have seen minimal drops. And it really has not mattered who has been out there. Um, you know, ball not hitting the ground was very, very big with our uh, predecessor at quarterback and Drew Brees. <laughs> We really have not seen the ball hit the ground a whole lot in no. this camp. Uh, I agree. There's a couple of couple of guys fighting for back end of roster spots who who really impressed me by catching the ball a lot. One is Tulane's uh, Jalen McCluskey. One is Chris Hogan, who just returned from the his, his moonlighting as a lacrosse player. He seems to catch everything thrown his way. Uh, one one got out of his grasp because it got batted away today. But uh, I think Marcus Callaway's been one of the most impressive guys early in camp. I, I'm not going to sugarcoat it though. I'd rather have Traquan Smith be my second or third receiver, Marquez Calloway be my third or fourth receiver, and McCluskey or Hogan competing to be my fifth receiver uh, and have a number one and number two. It's unfortunate those guys are all number one and number twos, uh, but they're doing everything you'd hope for them so far. Can Traquan Smith elevate his game to be that number one in absence of Michael Thomas? He's going to have every opportunity. I mean, uh, unfortunately, I'm going to have to, you know, see it to believe it because we've seen so many glimpses of it. But then because partly because of injury, he's topped out at about 30, you know, 30, 35 catches a year. Um, I don't know if he's ready to be a 90 catch guy or an 85 catch guy or a true number one. But I do know two things. One, he's going to be on the field all the time because he's so good as a blocker. Uh, and two, he is carrying himself with a definite confidence. You, I've noticed a big change in that. I think because he's healthy, because he knows every position on this offense now, and he knows that the opportunity he's got. Sticking with the offensive side of the football, Devontae Freeman was yeah. just signed for uh, a one-year deal. And uh, you talking about making uh, making statements immediately. We were joking on the sideline if he was passing, passing his conditioning test today because he got so many reps <laughs> in the leading, first time. He's leading all Saints <laughs> offensive players in touches in training camp, and he just showed up today. Uh, but they put him to work, and he showed he could move around. I mean, that's going to be a key for him. Uh, you know, 28, 29 years old becomes ancient for running backs. He's He might have a lot. He's, you know, somebody said he's still got gas in the tank, and he goes, I'm gassed up. But that's probably true because he unfortunately battled injuries late in his career in Atlanta. And last year only played in like five games with the Giants. So he probably feels pretty fresh right now. He definitely was really excited about the opportunity to come here. I mean, you'd think a a longtime Falcons player might have some animosity toward the Saints. He was calling it surreal and a dream come true because this team has sort of been, 
you know, this is like Yankees Red Sox to him. Like he, he was really excited to be here. He said he's a huge fan of this team and seemed really excited to be here. Well, how invaluable could he be if he makes the team to spell Alvin Kamara and Latavius Murray and kind of take reps away from them where you could keep them fresh as the year goes on? Yeah, well, look, the, Ty Montgomery, Sean Payton explained that Ty Montgomery is basically a receiver now. And so there was an opening at running back. That seemed, you know, I mean, there was a lead in my newser when they signed him. Is they, they added to a position of strength. Uh, you know, we could have listed 10 positions they needed to add to more because Kamara and Murray is like the deepest position on the roster because they've got two good guys. Uh, but depth never hurts at running back because, you know, guys don't – it's hard to make it through a 17-game season at running back healthy. Um, so he's definitely got a real chance. Mike, again, thanks for your time. One more question before I let you go. Pads tomorrow, or pads tomorrow. what are you looking forward to uh, when these guys really strapping up? Every year I love to sneak over to the side of the field where they're doing one-on-one pass rush drills. We probably make too big of a deal out of it, and the defense has a big advantage of those drills. But after four or five days of watching the quarterbacks and the receivers and the DBs, you finally get to see – now I'm going to be able to measure what some of these guys are doing. You know, I'm really looking forward to seeing Peyton Turner in particular in that drill, but a lot of other guys. The one one part of this team that we have no question marks about is this loaded offensive line. So we'll be able to evaluate the the defensive players how they look against. Them. Uh, no, and I'm throwing here you a curveball here, but isn't it nice to not have mentioned the offensive line at all in the first four days? It's well, been very very consistent. Everybody that looks at the Saints pessimistically like this team's not going to make the playoffs look who they lost and Michael Thomas are, don't forget they could have the best offensive line in the league certainly a top five unit and that that's a reason to think they could be a playoff team Mike you're the man look forward to doing this down the road absolutely anytime that is Mike Triplett ESPN joining us here on the New Orleans Saints podcast I am Todd Graffinini along with John DeShazer we will see you on Wednesday for our next edition of the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek